0: Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. This was my Desert
1: Island Discs, like, yes. you know, for years. Like, I have my Desert Island Discs there ready, and I had my five. <laughs> you had to be there as <laughs>
0: Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now.
1: OTB AM.
0: The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball. Delighted to say, Jenny Claffey joins us in the studio now as well. Morning, Jenny.
1: Good morning, guys. How are we?
0: Jenny, hello. Keeping well. Hello. Keeping <laughs> well. I'm hearing, I'm hearing rumours, left, right and centre, of these chal- <laughs> I, I, challenges between... I, I don't know who, who's involved here, I don't know what's involved, I don't know what, what, what sport oh, we're even playing. it's very simple. Is it paddle? Is it tennis? The challenge is clear and direct.
2: Right. All Talk parties understand it. it. So, for people who are just tuning in, yeah. Jenny here represented Ireland at the European Games and Paddle. Mm-hmm. You know, incredible. Incredible talent yep. to transfer from tennis to paddle. So, Adrian Barry totally separately mentioned the idea of him and I playing paddle. Then Jenny told us you have to play doubles. So, Jenny's going to play with me and Adrian plus another. Okay. Now, Ashley O'Reilly put up her hand. Shane Hannon has put up his hand. Well, Jenny can also recruit her friends, but they'll be too good. That's one challenge.
0: But well, that'll make it more fair, though, because then Jenny, uh, fairer. Jenny, Jenny and her mate can go on different teams opposite sides. Yeah, I'll be with Jenny then there's a good yeah. player with- and, uh, <laughs> yeah. for, th- for me mate might be very good as I well her friend Susan can be
2: with um, Adrian your this, is, this is you Susan got, your doubles partner yeah. CGC
1: Column has just seen himself up there to be on the winning side
2: yeah right <laughs> I thought this was going
1: right. to be Jenny versus Colum. I can't believe we're sitting beside each other here
2: so that side that <laughs> yeah. was one challenge and then the other one was straight up tennis
0: one on one I thought the whole idea of all these challenges was you taking on Jenny in a challenge it wasn't you getting to play with the international athlete like, what's the fun in that? I thought there's one of two challenges. No, We'd all love to play football with Lionel Messi on our team, wouldn't we? But like... <laughs>
1: you just called list, I'll take that.
0: I'd walk away now you if I was you. Like you haven't no seen me play
1: football. Calm down <laughs> in the morning
2: there. Um, that's one challenge. And then the other one, as Emma Carroll has just said to us here in yeah. the live doc, no, 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 no. The Friday chat was about tennis. A one-on-one with Jenny. You taking on Jenny in tennis. Yeah. Which, what's the point of that? What, what do you mean, what's the point? Well, what's the
0: point of you playing oh, wait, a
2: professional There's a, there's like a, yeah, I, there's a reason. I said to Jenny, if I can win one point off you, one point. It's a big deal, right? So, anyway, there was a gathering on Friday Yeah for Kathleen McNamee, who was watching at the moment in Brisbane having her dinner. Good morning, Kathleen. Oh, hello, no. Good afternoon. I I really good night. You arrived well.
0: Whatever time it is. Uh,
2: Shane, of course, How you weren't there because you are to do a bleep test, which I don't believe. And then uh, in this gathering, <laughs> we talked about playing Jenny in tennis. Yeah. We sent her a voice note collectively. <laughs> this <laughs> was the whole point. Jenny Claffey responded, I believe we have it. All oh, right.
1: I think you guys need to decide when you're ready to take on the challenge because I think you might need a bit more than four weeks, as Ashley mentioned there. But let's get it done beforehand. I love your confidence, but you haven't got a hope.
0: You haven't got a hope. Yeah, you're gonna I'm need happy a
1: bit, to, bit, to put my money where my mouth is. That, that's,
0: she's a former professional
2: tennis player. So Jess Kelly, who is going to be on the show in a while yeah. this morning, has offered to uh, actually sponsor the event, and it could be for charity. So we can actually do this.
1: This would be great. idea. tennis yeah?
2: or
0: the paddle? Both. This why pre-
2: I'm uh, preferably the tennis because Jess wants to see
0: Jenny hammer me, so that's why she's going to charge. Uh, and am I involved in this or not involved? Am I watching from the side? I'll happily watch. I'll be the, side the umpire. Right. I'll be the umpire for yeah. If yeah. we
1: clarify, I thought you said a game. Just I'm not backing out, but I did think you said a game on text, not a point.
0: No, no, I can't win a game against I'm you. I'm pretty sure it was a game. No, sure, of course you can win a point. could, 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 a, could, could, could a No, 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 yeah. sorry, no. no I have to win a
2: proactive point so unforced error you have does to beat count. me
1: in a point yeah exactly okay, that's yeah, a yeah. I was sure it was a game though definitely uh, a game Primarily. is insane
2: you'd have to throw it right so if Jenny hits yeah. long it doesn't count no no I have to proactively win the bike. A, a, a winner yeah exactly a winner RNAs.
1: okay I'll take that
2: on,
0: retur- on return serve is also fine do you think he'd have a chance of even in one, <laughs> one set say, do you think he'd have a chance of getting a winner
1: Well, you're. I don't know has he ever played before this is the other thing as well I, have, I haven't played for a year confidently. Yeah. and I'll be around in a year it'll be fine I love
0: this
1: <laughs> Oh. I might be sorry down the line. All right, there's,
2: there's loads of actual tennis to talk about, but there this is. is, but this anyway is the exciting one. We just couldn't keep it to ourselves. Well, so I think to O'Reilly's recover. injured at the moment as well. She so. is, she has to recover. Another month away, I think she that said. Gives to him me.
1: another month of practice. Yeah, I, I, actually do need that need to practice. I actually do need
2: to practice. I actually do need the practice.
0: Yep. Yeah. Oh, this is hilarious. Uh, it's going to be embarrassing, Callum. Now,
1: I might play left-handed, right right-handed. You can play
0: what you want. Like it doesn't matter. I will win the <laughs> point. Ronnie O'Sullivan <was laughs> over here, two hands. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Uh, the tennis itself, on run. I always, anytime I see the name pop up, I'm like. Jenny
2: beat stings,
1: her. stings. What was I it? Was imagine, it? Yeah. He
2: beat her six love, six love.
1: Yeah, six love, six Unbelievable. Two-time Grand Slam finalist. Yeah.
2: yeah. Did you think she had something special even that day when you were hammering her?
1: Yeah, she was very good back then. Sorry, she was only about. I was eighteen. She was sixteen, or I was nineteen, maybe, and she had played the Junior French Open only a few weeks before and had won it. Right. And then this was playing, she was playing for Tunisia, and I was playing for Ireland. So it was in Fed Cup. Um, They had won the tie 2-0 and that was the third match. But uh, yeah, still (laughs) without Peter.
0: I love it. The confidence. Yeah. She's, uh, She's flying in this tournament but like at least the women's draw feels a little bit more open or who, who in which direction do you think it's headed at the moment
1: well, I think it's actually great to see in the women's draw that the last eight we still have the top four seeds Yeah, do you yeah. know this is the first time I think in long over 10 years away over 10 years I think that we've had the top four seeds mm. which is kind of a sign of the women's game at the moment we talked about that last week briefly about how we now have the, the kind of the top three with, yeah. with um, Shantek, Sabalenka and Rubikina mm. so it is good to see them in their righteous places at this stage I do see those top three still progressing now to the semi-finals after today's
2: I can't wait for the second quarter-final today Igor Sviantek against Lina Svitolina because I was texting you Sunday night those two matches back-to-back were incredible Sviantek saving two match points in the second set it was going to be a straight sets defeat against Belinda Bencic and Sviantek despite her dominance on clay and she's four grand slam titles already this is the furthest she's ever gone in Wimbledon to a quarter-final which is hard to believe she just hasn't transitioned to grass as well then on the other side Svitolina against Azarenka Sunday night the atmosphere oh my god yeah does Svitolina have the game to trouble Sviantec even if it is on Sviantec's least preferred surface?
1: I think that Svitolina with everything that goes with Svitolina at the moment how there's this hype obviously around she's come back only just after having a baby yeah. nine months ago um, she's unbelievably um, uh standing strong in obviously the defence of the war in Ukraine and, and that's really driving her. She she kind of put it down attested a lot of her success in the last few weeks to like this drive for playing for her country mm. and representing her country yeah. and then I think that that's carrying her that momentum as well and she's obviously come into some good form since Roland Garros but I'm not sure against Shantak. I think she'll push her but I'm not sure that Shantak will. I, I think Shantak will come through that match mm. maybe in two close sets.
2: But do you think Shantak will win the whole thing?
1: I think she'll get to the final. Right. Yeah. uh, I said, I was kind of confident that she would win it, and then, you know, Ribikina is doing better than I I thought she was. I think
2: will retain it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I do think she's, she's. She's so
2: dominant on grass.
1: We see coming into him, then she obviously she had that virus, so yeah. she withdrew from Roland Garros, yeah. withdrew from another. So we weren't really sure where she was. But I think she looks like she's in good form. Mm. She like, doesn't look bad, and I do like in, in bad form. But I do think that match against Benedit will definitely in, improve her intensity now. Coming into this match, like those kind of tight matches, really switch you on, mm. you know. And she really going to focus now, and and obviously that will give her confidence.
0: If you're
2: Azarenka walking off the court Sunday night oh. and you get booed like that are you also reacting the way she did I thought she was quite restrained even though she did gesture towards the crowd but it was unbelievable that she got booed that was
1: bad really bad yeah they, the they, WTA released a statement there today um, or was this morning about like that the players like that they are just remaining clear on the stance that you know Ukrainian players are not going to shake hands with Russian, well, Russian mm. players so to, in an effort to stop this booing because it is really really poor like what a sour taste walking off that match losing in a third set tiebreaker and she, and she she after the match she didn't go up to shake her hand she did nothing like she gave her the gesture exactly Yeah, gesture she, it was a like after such a tough loss nobody wants to do it anyway like shake hands is our position but then to show in that moment Azarenko really like you know I think she was showing her class by Still giving her the credit and then gets well, but pure anyway.
2: ignorance from the the crowd. It so they totally. they assumed oh she's lost an extremely tight match. Yeah. She doesn't want to shake her opponent's hand because she lost. So but she did it a casual thumbs up. But it's like if the crowd are paying attention, as Ranka actually helps Vitalina to make it less
0: awkward.
1: Yeah. To be yeah. like this is what i so do. Vitalina yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, wants when, or Didn't she come out afterwards and say I wanted Wimbledon to actually make an announcement to let the crowd know of the politics and why she's right? Yeah, yeah. She think, sh- they th- And that is they what mean, they're to do. They need to do that.
1: I think the the WTA did it instead. So not women and so they're the governing body of the, yeah. the game I think it was the who, who did come out with a statement kind of just to say look this is the stance and you need to please try and yeah. respect the players like it's a very you know, tricky situation for everyone involved like for those players but I think the least the crowd could do is they need to say it over the, the microphone at the
0: time that's what needs to happen because people in like because then everyone in the, in the crowd knows what yeah but how do you word that yeah. I mean that's also difficult to do it live like
2: I, I do think that, like you say that they should have made it clear yeah. but it's very difficult for the umpire like how do you word that like the, the umpire can't the be like
1: as the match is over they're walking up yeah. like there, won't, there, be won't, there like, won't be a handshake there won't be a handshake yeah
2: exactly but look aside from the booing the atmosphere was absolutely incredible that at the should. end of that Game, that was. and I think it, it 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 actually increased the standard of both players as well, and the, the like the yeah. the power of the ground strokes, yeah, phenomenal at the end of that game.
1: Two real hard hitting players, yeah. like mm. and two champ like real champions. Um, I know mm-hmm. Az- as has won Grand Slams, but has um, only got as far as semi final, but yeah. she is an Olympic gold medalist or silver medalist like she's yeah. been at these stages before but I just think there was just an amazing electric atmosphere in, in under the in the stadium and both players rise I think they are playing their best tennis yeah. I do think that was probably one of the best women's matches that we've seen this year other than maybe the Australian Open final this there's year there's
2: nothing like it on centre court when both players are playing phenomenal and the crowd mm-hmm. are into it yeah. the atmosphere it's like you can actually feel it through the television watching like you, the spine tingling.
1: that's what motivates people to play tennis yeah, I think I those think kind so. of the matches glory, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Christopher Eubanks story is this the story of Wimbledon so far
1: I think he's definitely uh, in the limelight oh it after. has to be the story <laughs> yeah. of Wimbledon no it, oh it is God. no he's amazing like a, a kind of a journeyman you know he's been at it for a good few years and then this is he's made his breakthrough he has shown signs before, before Wimbledon just earlier on this year kind of in um, in March when he broke the top 100 and Mm. uh, finally after like five years of trying and potentially giving up his career there after COVID so it's really great to see you know a a great personality he's got great presence and he's got one hell of a serve oh he's
0: ridiculous he he? uh, but it's 27 uh, years of age as well 27 27,
2: yeah it's a phenomenal achievement to beat the fifth seed Stefanos Tsitsipas who not demolished but you know comfortably beat Andy Murray in part two of their match last Friday Pointing yeah. and and he was set to be the first ever Greek to reach the quarterfinals of Wimbledon and that must have played in his mind but Eubank's such a like Shane and then you like you've alluded to it there but like what a story he only took up the game professionally five years ago went to Georgia Tech as a business degree and to supplement his income when he was like outside the top 200 he was commentating on the tennis channel so that's why he's such a good talker but he said like what's really interesting about him is he said the commentary actually helped him improve his game so he was analysing players much better and there he is on screen there for people who haven't seen him so far but like, like so likeable in every way and also a month ago, he hated grass. He said it was
0: cut, a stupidest Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> he's great
2: friends with Kim Clyster's former yeah. grand, multiple Grand Slam champion who said like, no, no, you, you should love grass. You have the game for it. Your serve is brilliant. And it was the footwork he needed to move on. So she was saying you were planting your right foot and on grass maybe you can say more on this on grass you need to tiptoe around a bit more and be a bit looser
1: okay so he isn't as in I didn't hear that part that he yeah. was what he was he, was
2: he was too static receiving
1: okay contact. on open return serve yeah. movement okay yeah I did hear that uh, he text Kleister's a month ago yeah. to be like how do I play on grass you know yes. and then she was coming, as you said there like told him he's got a big serve that it should suit his game and then progressively he won his first ATB title in Mallorca yeah. on grass and then obviously as we've seen Kleister's he's doing very very well yeah, she's saying she's not taking any credit for it, obviously, because he he has yeah. to do it out there. Yeah. But she must have given him a few tips. But uh, yeah, on the grass, you have to be so slight a foot, obviously, because yeah. you, you have to be so quick around the court because the ball's moving much faster. You don't have as much time, and he's six foot seven. He's so tall, so he has to stay lower to the ground as well. What was your favourite surface playing? Was it grass? Hard court. Hard court, yeah, yeah. I liked hard because you were still able to play like powerfully and I could dic- dictate with my forehand and you're able to move around. Like the rallies weren't as fast as grass and then not as slow as clay. So if you put me on a clay court, i would not, not the most comfortable. Really? Okay. Yeah, because I like to play aggressive tennis. So I, on the clay court, you kind of get drawn into a bit more of it. The rallies are longer. So it's a, not defensive, but the rallies are much longer. It's harder to wi- put a winner away.
2: Having been on the circuit yourself, can you talk us through like what you would imagine the journey of Eubanks would be with the last five years really struggling like and you've already alluded to it that he was nearly going to walk away from the game because he was struggling so much. He obviously has the talent like you saw it even in the forehand winner to beat Sitsipas yesterday. So like you said there's so many people with so much talent out there like can you just like take us through like the actual struggle of being a day-to-day tennis player outside of the two weeks of a Grand Slam where everyone's watching.
1: Yeah well, I think like if you look at Eubanks' case like you know when you're at that, that stage where he's trying to break the top Two hundred. Then he's trying to break the top one hundred. It's almost he becomes he identifies with. Then he is just a guy who's always going to be qualities of the Grand Slams, or you know, it's hard to break that yeah. break in. And like if you look at his record, like he's played, I think something like five times. He played in the in the qualifying rounds in the French Open before he finally got in six yeah. years later. Like that's some perseverance he's had. But I wonder, like you know, it, it's the belief now that he once he's gotten his breakthrough into top hundred this year, that he can be amongst these guys and he belong. He belongs there. There. Mm. and now you can see seen his, his um his in, incre- improvements he's in the top 40 now you know there's a confidence about him and an know about him that he may not have had while he was trying to break that top 100 or that belief there's always going to be that doubt there if mm. you're on the on the periphery and you can't get in 5 years at it do you know like that's that's heartbreaking stuff and fair play to him because some of these guys just need that chance why yeah. sorry
0: the stupid question alert why is because to an untrained eye i you would think hardcore is faster than grass what is, but gra- you're saying grass is faster than than, than hard. hard
1: court. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, with the, with the it way it skips that, off it. Yeah. The, it, I mean, if you think of like grass outside, mm. the ball doesn't bounce yeah. as high on yeah. it. Yeah. Whereas on a on a hard court, the ball will, will kind of slightly. Take some of the grip of the ground, okay, the ball, yeah, and bounce yeah. up higher. Same on clay; like if the ball will hit the grit, the grit absorbs a little bit of the ball and then bounces quite high. Whereas on the grass, it's just kind of penetrating through. They're a little bit slower now, the grass than they used to be. That's why we're yeah. seeing a little bit less serving
2: I Probably don't have time to get to the Alcaraz Berrettini match too much. I thought the start of the second set yesterday was the most phenomenal tennis I'd seen in a while, and like the scoreline actually portrays the quality of the tennis because it looked like a straightforward four sets win for Alcaraz. Yeah, but it was fantastic. But I was on T yesterday. We were chatting when we were watching it and just for a kind of a snapshot for people who are watching this as casual viewers who in the remaining players left in the draw strongest forehand backhand serve who should we watch out for
1: on women's side i'd look for ribekina for backhand sorry for the serve i think she's got a really really good serve and the women's side very solid very accurate uh, backhand I'm going, to go, I'm going women first. Women's uh, Shvanteck, her backhand is definitely one of the best on the tour. She's able to flatten it out and play with a lot of heavy spin. Um, and Savalenko with the forehand, I think, just with the sheer power that she can get on it when she's on, that forehand is firing. Yeah. Then we go to the men's side, and it's kind of hard to look past Djokovic on oh, all three. Yeah, just in terms mm-hmm. of like his serve, it's the it's it's, underrated, is it? Yeah, it's it's the placement and the accuracy instead of necessarily the power. Yeah. But he's just so accurate with it, and in those clutch points, like love fifty. Or thirty he always seems to come up with the serve. And um, but then I looking at Alcaraz, I'd like to looking at forehand. Sorry, I'd like to look at Alcaraz's forehand. I think he's got yeah. such variety on his forehand. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that that's he, he probably longer term he's going to have a better forehand than than Djokovic.
2: Is there anyone in the remaining draw on the men's side who has a better ground stroke than Djokovic? Or, or, or some shot at that the is moment, superior oh,
1: well yeah I think Alcaraz drop shots yeah. are just crazy Yeah, he's just he can play them from anywhere and off any kind of a ball and yeah I'd say maybe drop shots but Djokovic is very good at those as well but I think Alcaraz probably would trump that and the variety he seems to have I think we will see in the next few years will really will trump the actual game style that Djokovic plays, we'll just see so much more variety and spice to Alcaraz's game. Before
0: that, can I just ask you about the Djokovic comments on the? So obviously, the curfew has stopped a lot of matches at mm. the peak, and it happened with Murray Sitspass tonight as well. It, like Djokovic was saying, he wants the games to maybe start earlier. He plays Andre Rublev in, in the quarterfinals today, um, and his previous match against uh, Herbert Hukaj was over two days. So, play starts at one o'clock on Court One, half one on on Center, and then you have that eleven p.m. curfew. Djokovic is saying they could start maybe at 12 noon so an hour earlier possibly he says he spent seven hours waiting for his fourth round match to start because those earlier matches ran long and the opposite issue uh, when, when match resumed for a fourth set on Monday the previous tie had finished really quickly um, due to an injury so does he have a point Like, should it maybe start earlier should we get rid of the curfew I guess that's an issue for Wimbledon but
1: yeah, I, th- I think you know it's always to do with the media and the broadcasters and money. It's money in those situations. Yeah, um, that, that Wimbledon said that they're not starting to one thirty due to broadcasting issues. Um, but I do think for the players, the matches should be brought back earlier. I think twelve o'clock is fairly reasonable mm. um, because stopping in the middle of a match, like for example, pass and Murray, mm. I think Murray could have beaten Sitsipas in yeah. the evening yeah. if it wasn't if it didn't wasn't uh, finished because of that curfew. And then the Djokovic, her catch would could have maybe Djokovic would have won in three. Sets yeah, tonight, yeah, but then it yeah. you know ended up in four, so it does shift the momentum big time and it gives the players a chance to rest and then go back and talk to their coaches and you know reassess and change their tactics if needs be. But I just think, from from a fairness on the players, it would be better if they brought those start times a little bit earlier to stop this this issue happening. Yeah,
0: would make sense. Uh, Jenny, great stuff as always. Thanks for, for having in for Thanks with for being here, guys. Again, Cheers. very shortly on Wimbledon as it comes to a close this weekend. Marine saying that, uh, yeah, yeah, this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great stuff. Jenny Claffey there with us. OTB. AM the sports breakfast show from off the ball.